When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 85 of the Always Race Day podcast, I believe. If it's not 85, it's 86. Um, and I'm Connor Ferguson here uh, with Damon Helgewald before we get started. Um, Damon, I forgot my notes for the ad read. You forgot them completely? Yeah, I'll just improvise it. All right, let it read. Never, never done it before, so we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, no. Damon, have you ever been stuck on the side of a two-lane highway, a car broken down? You know, you might get out. It's kind of chilly outside. You know, it's that right temperature that you can survive wearing a T-shirt outside, but if you're stuck outside looking at a broken-down car... It's kind of cold. Um, personally, no. So um, I know somebody, but no. anyway, just imagine imagine yourself in the scenario. You know, you're out. You're you're looking at the engine. You got your blue and orange World of Allies shirt on, um, and here comes this big car uh, that's coming kind of towards your way, and and you're trying to flag them down. Like, hey, man, I need some help. I, I might need a tow. I might need something over here and, and they just breeze past you and you, you look past and you're like yep pennsylvania plates yep yeah makes sense PA posse fan wouldn't stop just right. the type, just the type of people they are it's ridiculous right and make sure you stop down at carl auto group make sure you're never in that situation they'll get you set up with a reliable uh new or used uh car of your dreams one that is cleaner than any pennsylvania dirt track and i know that's a low low bar to clear but i promise you it will not disappoint that may be your best ad read yet i, I thought it over uh coming on the way here so somewhat prepared so you were stuck on the side of the road is what you're saying no, I wasn't. I, I just wanted to poke at the Pennsylvania Posse since they captured another national open on Saturday with uh, Lance DeWeese. All, all in good fun. They know that I give them props uh, when they deserve it. I love seeing the 69K in victory lane anytime it goes back to it. I just figured you were the one on the side of the road. Or maybe you were the one with the Pennsylvania plates. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Pennsylvania plates in my car if I lived in Pennsylvania. All right. It's good to know. Yeah, well, I, there's too many too many qualifiers for 
everything that would need to happen. Uh, but nothing short of coaching the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes, and I'd also reject any any shot at joining the Flyers coaching staff. I don't like them. But if that's, that's sports time. If they're going to pay you money, you take advantage. Well, in certain situations. Anyways, we got to talk about this weekend, and I put on my favorite shade of Columbia Cougar Blue, uh, <laughs> my favorite women's bowling team in the damn country. You guys, your team just uh, popped off. Yeah. Um, I don't hold even. Hold on. This is celebratory. <laughs> I know it's a monster. These things don't really give me that. <laughs> yes, I'm going to get some work done after we record this. I uh, I really don't even know how to put it into words. Just, you know, it was not what I anticipated seeing. So that was, uh, that's pretty cool, man, to, to go out and, and do what we were able to do this weekend and have an individual champion on, on record. Yeah, tell people, well. tell people what you did. We went, they missed the bowling scores from today. We bowled in uh, in St. Charles, um, hosted by Lindenwood University, uh, so St. Louis basically. And um, we first tournament of the year shot and basically averaged one seventy nine for the whole weekend um, between between the team games, between the individual games, uh, it was, uh, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, had an individual champion this weekend, um, which, you know, is one or two times ever in Columbia history, still working on finalizing that, but so you're um, not the first bowling coach there, right? The program didn't just start. Correct. Yeah. So, I, yeah I'm so. the second, but this is only year seven of the program. And so, um, you to have already champion and, yeah. And uh, to to finish third um, in a really tough field where we had a chance to take second, we just didn't capitalize late in qualifying. But um, took third there, ended up in match play, and uh, um, lost the opening round. Showed some perseverance and battled all the way through the backside of the bracket. So just a, it was a really good weekend, man. Had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I told him afterwards, I said, I don't normally look forward to looking at the stats from the weekend. And this is a weekend that I'm actually excited to go and do stats on Monday. So Eamon's a tough ass coach. It just, you know, last year it was so weird. Cause you, we, we'd have a couple of good sets, a couple of good games, but for everybody collectively to have solid games through the entire weekend and not really a major drop off, um, is, is impressive, especially for the first time out. What uh, I was reading through your Facebook post, what is a Baker game or Baker? So a Baker game is where you get to bowl two frames for one total game. So in a game, there's 10 frames, right? Okay. So you would get to bowl the first and then the sixth frame. Somebody else would bowl the second, seventh, the third, and the eighth, fourth, and the ninth. And then your best bowler bowls the fifth and the 10th. Can I have my best bowler bowl the ninth and the 10th? No. That's illegal. It's illegal. We got some harsh formats here. Yes, we do. I talk about a guy who likes to hate on formats. Yeah, exactly. See, this this format's been in place longer than you and I've been alive combined. So that doesn't, that doesn't make it good. Do no, we, those are not mutually exclusive terms. I'm just saying. Uh, um, 
live and die by it. But yeah, that so we we bowled twenty of those games uh, over the weekend. Bowled sixteen yesterday. We bowled uh, four more today for qualifying. We did three individual games. So we rostered, or we had five people bowl one individual game each. We did that three times yesterday morning. Um, that put our total score, and that's how we ended up third. Um, but then as, as we were doing these Baker games, we were collecting wins and losses against another team. And so that's where we got seated fourth and, uh, ended up finishing in that basically the same spot, um, in the bracket. I like it. If you guys uh, don't like the bowling content, no one's ever said that they don't. And Damon's a fantastic head coach. And I always want to give him that spotlight, but I'm also curious about it. I have two more questions. Okay. When do the rankings come out and what, what's a good ranking? Uh, so the rankings will come out, uh, probably Wednesday, um, being that that's our first tournament and there's probably, um, probably 70 total teams that have more than one tournament already. Um, I got to take into account that you scheduled during the Daytona 500. Well, they shows resiliency. I I know I'll petition it. Unfortunately, they don't, and it all goes based on how you finish at each tournament instead of um, instead of like voting wise for these big powerpoints that we get. So, regardless, we should get some pretty good number of points. Uh, pretty excited at that. So, we should get some good points, and I would say um, you know about I would say probably anywhere between sixty and seventy is is kind of where we'll fall right now. Um, once we add more tournaments to that, I think it'll go higher, especially if we can do what we did. Okay. So last question, uh, when do I get my Columbia Cougars bowling swag? Uh, well, we'll have to discuss that. We can okay. discuss that. All right. And uh, okay. What, sorry. One last, last question. You've had one individual champion during your tenure there. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many clipboards broken during my zero, zero. Clipboards Maybe you'd broken. have two if you broke some. I uh, I had zero clipboards broken, but I left one clipboard behind this week. You might so as I, well have broken. Right. So I, I needed to get another clipboard. I think this that means that we need to see you buy the cheap ones from Walmart and start breaking them. You know, I, I know a coach a long time ago, basketball coach a long time ago, he, uh, he would order a case of clipboards because he'd break them that often. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. You can break them um, to – scold your team as some might think is the only case Mm -hmm. only possibility um this might not apply to bowling but you can break them to intimidate the refs okay you stare them down break a clipboard right in their face okay three you break them in jubilation every time you have an individual champion you break it right over your knee your knee you get the real cheap ones that can snap over your forehead either of those things would be plenty of motivation to individual champion yourself yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't hate the idea. Um, I just don't know if I have that in the budget right now. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I, I from experience, they cost like maybe dollars yeah, per clipboard. Yeah, if you get the right ones. <clears throat> if you get the right ones, that's the yeah. key. I got the flimsy ones were on sale. It was the best. Like that was the. Oh, I know this will break if I hit it over my forehead. Right. Those were the best ones. I don't have a video of that one. The plastic, those plastic ones, those yeah. like colorful plastic ones. You just I don't, ooh, I don't, I don't know if those break as cleanly. Oh, I bet they do. You might be taking some it's, splinters out your knee. You know what? I don't have to clip it over my knee. Just break it with your hands. You know, it's like mm, snap it like that. Got it. Right. 
All right, let's uh, let's get into some racing talk. Where do you want to start? Do you want to actually hold on? We got some breaking news here. Uh, the World of Outlaws have just put out. Kurt Schrader has made the A main of tonight's World of Outlaws. Had a boy. Had a boy. Now it was because the last chance showdown has been scratched, um, and everyone is starting tonight's feature. I don't know what the last chance. Show- they mean the B main. Okay. Nobody uh, had to know that. But congratulations uh, to Kurt on making the A. He Nobody crazy. had to know that. Kurt's Kurt's uh, he podiumed on Friday at Webster City. He broke running fifth on Saturday, and he went to uh, Osborne tonight to finish out the weekend. So he's getting better. He's getting better at this late model thing, and it's uh, really cool uh, to you know one be able to see it up close, like we did it or like I did at I80 a couple weeks ago, and uh, two, it's cooler to call him a friend. So uh, love seeing that. Love seeing our guys do good. Um, and I did want to I want to make a B main joke, David. Jeez. I know. I understand. All right. We'll, we'll just, we'll start with dirt this week. <laughs> if you're a dirt fan, you've uh, probably been longing for this weekend for uh, not starting with NASCAR. Uh, so we'll just do it today. Um, probably move back next week to NASCAR in the week so after Phoenix. We'll be talking to NHRA and Nitro Rally Cross and that's half dirt. So we're getting there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so Lance DeWeese takes on 75 grand. Uh, out at Williams Grove in the National Open. Uh, bigger story, uh, in my opinion, is Brad Sweet couldn't, they couldn't fix his car. He got a DNF, his first DNF since July of 2020. I uh, can't even tell you how many races that was, probably upwards of 100 uh, at least. Um, yeah. yeah. More than that, isn't it? Yeah. Since 2020? Yeah, more I mean, there's, than yeah. There's like yeah, 80 races a year. Yeah. So I would say that's got to be closer to 200 than anything, right? I would say uh, maybe at most 150. I mean, I you they've, been through, they've been through like 70 races this year, haven't they? Well, yeah, they've been through most of the year this year, plus all of last year. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's looking. We're looking I, like 160, 200. I would say closer to 200. All right. It's a lot of races, Damon. <laughs> Do the math. Do the math. Oh yeah, and uh, I had my buddy tell me the new points total over the phone, and I'm in like a noisy apartment. I had some people over to watch the race, and I misheard him say. He said 16 and I said 10. So we put that tweet out. So sorry, that was wrong. Uh, but it's 16 points is the deficit now for David Gravel to overcome to try and capture his first World of Outlaws championship. And I, Damon, it, it's, it's a swing right now that uh, David Gravel might do this. Isn't it crazy how we were just talking two weeks ago? Yeah, I let the old heads get in my head there because they say that every season. No, but I mean, you know, consider how we were literally like, I mean, it was basically over because we didn't expect, we don't expect Brad sweet to ever be out of an event, right? Like we've, there's a reason that this is his first DNF since 2020. So we don't expect him to be out of an event. Um, but with that being said, man, that's uh, it's pretty damn impressive to sit here and talk now going into uh, the last couple of weekends that uh, it's it's actually going to be a battle going into the finals, which is something we haven't really had in a while. So pretty cool. You to say see. that, but we had it with, uh, was it Sweet and Donnie? 
in Sweet's first title? I think so. I think it was 2019. Am I? Hell, I think it was Shoehart and Sweet in 2020. Yeah, I don't remember. But... I think it was close in 19 and it was closer in 20. It probably was. Yeah. No, you're way off basis with that, bro. I get it. I uh, haven't paid a damn bit of attention. So this is all going quite literally off of Twitter right now. So I'm just giving you crap. Bear with me. But yeah, so Damon, talk one sec. I got to let somebody in. Yeah, so I just I'm I'm impressed with Gravel being, you know, consistent and persevering. This is something that we don't normally see in a situation um, when it's a guy chasing his first title. And I understand these guys race ninety times a year, but this is a guy chasing his first title, um, going up against a guy that's won three of them. And normally the guy that's won three of them would be the first one to, to kind of make a panic move. And yet here we sit, uh, going into the last couple of weekends. And the guy that is trying to win his first is, is still persevering and right there. Am I, are you good? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of shocked, but I'm not at the same time because gravel has been out racing Brad every week. Uh, every race basically going back the last eight or so i think he's out raced and finished higher at least uh they got three features to run still so you're looking at even if if gravel won all three and brad finished second all three races uh, i think brad would still win yeah because that'd be 412 uh but seriously it's it's not at all out of the realm of possibility that gravel can win this and i think uh i think we might see him do it. i might pick him to do it i i wouldn't uh i wouldn't go lightly on it i think he's just been more per, more consistent and, and uh being you know he's in the right spot at the right time here at the end of the year here's the deal too um We've seen Gravel win a big race here or there. He won the Knoxville Nationals uh, in the Jason Johnson car. Um, he's won Bristol. That's a big one. My favorite race in the circuit. Uh, we've seen Brad probably win more big races and, and bigger paying races. Do you think that big race Brad is going to show up again uh, in Charlotte? He's going to have to. I think he's, he's going to have to. Um, because if he doesn't, you know, that gravel's going to be there. That's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, Brad's going to have to, he's going to have to play the offense and really here lately. I don't think he's been on the offense as much. I think he was kind of thinking like you and I were a couple weeks ago where he's almost had it on lock and, uh, was kind of just buying time until the end of the year. But now, you know, as the great Michael Scott once said, how the turntables. Well, I, I think that's what you expect people to do when they have as big of a lead um, as he had. You know, it's almost uh, a full race at 60 points. Uh, and he had a 54-point lead going into this weekend. Um, you kind of expect someone that is used to finishing in the top 10, top 15 at bare minimum um, to race like that and just nurse it home for the rest of the year. Uh not necessarily not try, but race a little safer and make sure you're taking care of your car and stuff like that. And that was just unfortunate. I, I, they, I think they knew when they pulled in that they couldn't fix it. It looked to me like that. I was also in a noisy room, um, doing some other stuff too. We had three screens going. It was a fun weekend to do it. Just very hard to 
figure out what was going on in that uh, pit area. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, really amped for Charlotte now. It's gonna be sick. Then we're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of great cars. They model sprint cars there. Uh, as long as Stuart Friesen's down there to uh, spoil the big block season. Hey, he might as well, right? He's, I guess. Not, in the, he's not in the trucks in the, the uh, trucks championship, so he might as well go let her rip, right? Do they race Friday? Because it'd be. I know they only race two out of the three for each series. Cause that would be a super cool, like sneaky way to get him, uh, with an off day Friday night. So he could go fly to Phoenix if that was what they wanted. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. That's for sure. Wow. Uh, they race Thursday through Saturday. Yeah. That's negative. Dang. Oh, well. But yeah, um, should be a fun time. The whole uh, the whole weekend uh, slate with that one and uh, everything that goes into it. I'm excited for it. Uh, probably as excited as you can be um, compared to a couple weekends ago. And the biggest thing I want to say is the championship pays two hundred thousand dollars. It pays more than any race on the sprint car schedule this season. Um, that's how it should be. Exactly how it should be. Mm -hmm. There's no race out there that is bigger than a series championship. Championships matter more. I will say it every time. However your series wants to crown a champion, I'm usually more inclined to like whatever decision you make in that, you know, whether it's the new NASCAR, the NHRA that models the old chase, the just season long points battles where you usually don't have um, two guys going after it at the end of the year. Uh, but usually you're, you're, there's a method to the madness uh, a lot of the times, but I, I always think the championship matters way more than uh, any one race can. So I like that it, it's 200 grand. I think that's, how it should be anywhere. Yeah, I couldn't say any better. Now to talk about formats, I hate uh, the Trophy Cup was this weekend. Uh, Zeb Wise, I believe, won the race on Saturday, but that doesn't mean uh, you win the Trophy Cup. Why? Uh, it's cumulative points throughout the weekend. Well, that's dumb. So Shane Golovic, uh, our buddy Shane, uh, he won won the trophy cup, his third, uh, he won that, uh, but doesn't win the trophy cup. And I'm, I'm not saying take his trophy cup title away. I'm just saying it's dumb that you decide it without just having the last race crown the winner. I don't understand. How does I, I, the points stupid? Yeah. I, you're not qualifying ever. You're just racing normally every night. And it's, it's kind of a, Hey, who did the best? No, that's kind of irrelevant in my opinion, but what do I know? I agree. That's uh that's how they do it on the West coast though. So no, that explains it. You, would you suspect to see that in Pennsylvania more than the West coast? No, I mean, I kind of expect it from both coasts actually, All right. but not, not surprised. Yeah, uh, hats off to Shane Golubic and uh, all the crews down there. I know Chase Randall's guys pocketed uh, at least 5K. They started the Saturday feature, I believe, if my notes are right. Um, 
and hats off to the uh, posse for, I think they swept the podium on Saturday too at the national open. So uh, hey, speaking, speaking of the posse, I'm tired of Danny Dietrich being in my news feeds. I want to see more racing and, and less drama with him. Yeah. I, you know, for a guy complaining about how much drama uh, that someone else was uh, creating, uh, which he wasn't creating, but just the people talking about it. Um, it's weird to go kick a guy's car twice. Yeah, I, I don't understand. That don't seems like kind of overkill. To me. Yeah, it's, it seems like a guy just trying to look for look for media attention. Yeah, and I mean that guy's gonna have to go take that bent up nose wing and like sell it. He's not he's not a guy that can afford to race everywhere in the world. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, the thirty nine M isn't going to Australia. It probably would if it didn't have to pay for that nose wing. Well, they can't pack it up now because the nose wing's bent. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. Dang. We'll never know. Nice, Damon. All right. Um, Brandon Shepard won the World of Outlaws race Saturday. I want to talk about him. He's uh, going to Shepard Briggs Motorsports is what they're uh, – Shepard Riggs. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Boom Briggs on the A-Main lineup sheet right now. Uh, the race at US 36 is going on as we speak, uh, or – the racing night uh the support class race is out there right now um shepherd obviously though this uh the b5 car that he has it's his family car and he's teaming up with uh i believe his name is scott riggs i've not heard of him unless it's the nascar scott riggs except i tried looking up scott in the names of his family members and they don't match up with the press release so and i i was like it's weird that they wouldn't mention that um but I don't think it's the same Scott Riggs. Interesting. I'm sure I'll get text tomorrow afternoon saying like, no, Scott Riggs is this guy. He, he did this car. <laughs> I'll feel really stupid. So apologies <laughs> to Scott and uh, to the other Scott. And you can sift out which one I'm talking about. Apologies, Scotts. <laughs> uh, but they're still fast. Uh, Brandon still looks to be a force. Um, what do you think? Do you think he's going to have a setback at all? They did say he's going to chase a full series next year. They did not um, include if that was going to be World of Outlaws or Lucas. Um, they do say that they're going to decide after Dirt Car Nationals and stuff. I want to know, like, I, obviously they they say that this year they made that decision because they were so low in the standings with the Outlaws, but I don't. Th I think they were like thirty points out. Yeah, they weren't very far that out. Can't, that can't be the actual decision maker, right? Well, I think uh, to you and I, it doesn't look like it, but I can't imagine that the points made that big of a deal. Um, I would say, you know, and, and maybe they found out that finishing third in Lucas Oil points was a lot better than finishing third in Outlaw points as far as pay goes, and so that's what they – kind of went with so yeah and the, yeah they might have yeah. um i wish teams would you know say stuff like that it, it could have been like a, they planned on this being the last year in the rocket house car who knows what is actually uh behind all that um hudson o'neill obviously in the rocket next year uh i saw they tweeted to a uh a red kind of chassis or a red base paint scheme of it do we do we think hudson's gonna have a red car with blue instead of the other way around 
I, I'm really I'm not trying to dig from the bottom of the barrel, but, but that's my like ADHD brain coming at you. I don't know. I mean, aren't the O'Neills kind of known for red cars anyway? I mean, isn't that kind of what what Don drove and now Hudson's already in a red car? So. Yeah, I think I think most of their cars had red in it. Um, I'm it's it's like the worst color to be known for because there's so many red cars. Right. Unless unless you're um a specific red car that is just always fast, you never know. Lightning McQueen. Light exactly. See that that is a specific red car. There you go. You got me there. Yeah. Are you ready to talk NASCAR? Let's do it. All right. Well, my first order of news is Kyle Larson, uh, king of NASCAR rules, has determined and declared uh, that the owner's championship means more than the regular championship. There you go, Damon. I've given you an out. I've given it straight to you, silver platter. He's racing at Phoenix for an owner's championship, and I know you couldn't be so happy to hear this news. I don't know about it. Don't don't know what's more important or not but hope y'all enjoyed that ass kicking that's all i'm gonna say because that was that was fantastic i gotta watch the back half of that race and it was unbelievable i'm uh i'm texting chris about i want to get shirts made with his quote from today yeah he pulled one out of the bloomer playbook with that one that's for damn sure uh but man what a uh what a cool, what a cool race. That guy's been so close to winning at Homestead for such a long time. One, you know, swept the stages how many different times or has at least won a stage there. And um, They were playing a old yeah. championship stuff um, from back in like 2016 when Johnson won his seventh title and Larson was coming off the corner behind him. Yeah, I'm like I forgot that Kyle Larson raced with Jimmy Johnson. I, I yeah, really blocked that from my head. Larson Larson ran second. Then he ran second to Martin in 2017. Um, after leading majority of the race, then I mean, you know, the guy the guy at Homestead is really really good. I would say it's probably his best track on circuit without a win until today. And so, uh, pretty cool to see him pick up that win there. But man, uh, speaking of Homestead, I. I'm still sad. Like that is, that is championship weekend to me. Like we still have two weeks to go in the season and Homestead is always has been probably will be for a long time championship weekend to me. And, and I, I know there's nothing that we can do because they want to take it to a, I don't know how you can call Phoenix a little bit bigger market than Miami, but regardless, uh, I don't know if it's a bigger market. I think they want the track to be an entertainment style oh, Jesus you. Christ but, you yeah, Honda, Homestead, I don't think there's anything that's different with Homestead than that that's what I'm saying if you want entertainment go to Homestead those cars are all over the place I mean they had a they had a video well they had the camera on the corner of Bell's car and you saw him rip riding the top on that camera and then they had the dash cam of Larson's car and you couldn't fit a piece of paper between his his right front fender in the in the wall like if you want entertainment keep it at homestead. And that's, that's my whole, whole deal. Obviously it's a gripe to be had another day, but, um, just nostalgia kicks in for me. Homestead is always championship weekend. Yeah. So this is the thing that was going through my head watching that. And was that the most exciting 
mile and a half race of the year? I don't think it was. Um, was it that in the past? I absolutely don't think it was. Actually, before they moved it, I didn't necessarily like that it was at Homestead, and I wished that it moved mm. every year. Uh, I don't see NASCAR going to something like that just because they've made made their bed in Phoenix right now, and it's really weird to me because Phoenix has never that kick-ass either it's only kick-ass because you had the fast cars finding their way to the front because they were like the bona fide fastest uh in the series um and it shook out that way this year we could have kyle larson win the race and win the owner's championship while being eliminated from the driver's championship and we could have ryan blaney finish second win the driver's title um and the highest he can finish in owner's points or the Penske number 12 car is the highest they can finish is 17th. Mm-hmm. So chaos for sure. Um, yeah. We'll just... play to that is the million dollar question. I'd like to see it go back to Homestead at this point. Cause I thought today was, I think here in my opinion, you know, the last few Homestead races, like I would say dating back to 2015, it seems that they get strung out. But when I'm watching a race that does get strung out a little bit, if you can run the top, the bottom and the middle and make them work, that's entertainment to me as a race fan, watching those things happen. That's what makes Kansas a fun racetrack to watch because you can run top middle bottom and, and make all lines work. That's what, it makes some of these tracks exciting, even though the runs get strung out. Yeah. And I didn't think it was boring today. Don't, don't get me wrong there. Um, Larson stops. Larson made it boring. Yeah. He, he, he sure made it boring. Yeah. Uh, that car was bad fast today. Um, so that's kind of what caught my eye the most from it. Um, Chase Elliott. Do you want to talk about him real quick? What happened? I didn't see well, I, his pit crew gained him four spots on pit road on the final stop. Cause he was running fourth caution came out. Everyone pitted, um, or he got caught, uh, cause it was the Blaney spin. Yep. So he goes down to like 14th, his pit crew. Um, I think he's actually 13th and he lost a spot. Then his pit crew gained him four spots by the end of the race. He was finishing 14th again. I don't know what is the matter with this team on mile and a half racetracks. We've seen Chase win on them. Uh, we've seen Chase do well at Homestead. I really, it, it is, I'm scratching my head uh, on why he's been kind of lackluster. Yeah, I guess I really, you know, thinking of Homestead, I don't necessarily think of Chase at Homestead to be quite honest with you. And that's not a knock on chase. It's no, just, not a, I'm trying to say like tracks like Homestead. I, I sure. think sure. we've seen him run top 10. I'm just saying like, we haven't seen him like as a, you know, we're, we're way back. And I didn't see a lot of driver quotes on the aero tightness of the car today. Cause it, it did seem really hard to drive in traffic once again, um, which is mm-hmm. concerning to me, but the list of concerns for this car has only grown on the back half of the season. Uh, exactly. to what, we, what we once thought was one concern has turned into very many. You know, I don't want to point this out, especially to a Chase Elliott fan like yourself, but, you know, in the last five races, Chase has only finished better than he qualified once. I don't know if that's a concerning point to to start 
putting a little bit of a radar on, but you know, it's something to. How many top tens has there been? None. Oh yeah. Well, that's in that, the, that's the in that stretch. Part. Yeah, that's the concerning part too. I guess I guess one. I should say the one that he did finish better. There is one, and that was when he won at Talladega. My bad. Oh, he uh, won a race. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's still in it. In, in what we're talking about, Talladega does not apply. But in those other four races, so in four out of the last five, he has finished worse than he started, Talladega being the outlier. Was there in another mile and a half before that in the playoffs? Like Kansas? Well, there's before Talladega? Yeah. Well, it was Texas the weekend right before, and he was 32nd there. He was 20th at the Roval. He was 21st at Vegas and now 14th today. Yeah, that's uh, that's not getting it done uh, in the clutch, and you need to do that, and that's why he's fallen to third in the playoff standings. And I know people criticize this format for how chaotic it uh, can be in theory, uh, but it rewards drivers who peak at the right time of the year, are consistent at the right time of the year, and they put complete races together at the right time of year. And that's what Ryan Blaney didn't do today, as he has failed to do uh, many times this year. Um, he just spun coming off uh, from the access road, trying to get just a little too much uh, of that ground he lost to Kyle Larson back. And, and that's what really sucks is it was like, He's being as gritty as gritty gets. Um, yeah. Well, that's and, a lot. And, you know, next week you had already tweeted it, but, you know, if Martinsville's anything like it was in the spring, track position's key. And there's a guy sitting right now on the on the number four spot in the, uh, in the playoff that has already won at Martinsville this year in this car with track position. Um, it's Willie B, buddy. I'm telling you, that, that guy – you talk about peaking at the right time. He had a strugglesome middle portion of this year, and he's turned it on here as of late. He struggled today. I don't know if you saw the whole race, and don't get on Damon for this. He was coaching a massive bowling match, and I finished twelfth. He finished. He did end up finishing twelfth. Yeah, he, he finished salvage. That car went away. He was running third most of the day. He picked up a lot of stage points, and that helped him out. Um, that is really like a. Uh, I'll just lead this into the next point I was going to make anyway. If your favorite driver's crew chief isn't chasing track position and stage points on Saturday or on Sunday, you have every reason to get as mad as you'd like to. I'm not advocating that you call for his job, but go ahead and be my guest if you'd like. Uh, This race is going to come down to track position. You need to have it. And especially the stage points is what are swinging and this is why I like take the time to calculate the points after each stage when we get this far in the playoffs, because they're so big. If you pick up, say you get fifth and second, and you've picked up, I just did terrible scenarios. So I have to do math here for a second. One second. 14, 15, I think it's 15. Yeah, 15 points. You just got 15 positions better than you finish. Right. That is so big when you add it up at the end of the races, and that's why some of these guys are making uh, big jumps in the points. It's why Ryan Blaney's still mired outside the cutoff, I think 18 back. Um, it's it's freaking massive. And Sunday, that track position next week is going to be so huge uh, that you, you if your driver's not in the front with 200 uh, laps remaining, you better uh, do some rain dancing or some praying or something. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because we know how how big track position is. So in that instance, do we see some guys like a Briscoe or a Bell or hell even Blaney? Do we see them kind of short pit the stage for go points and go? to race track position to try and win the race. Okay. Ask that one more time. I'm sorry. I got a text, right? As we... Do we see teams that are lower in the standing? So like a bell Briscoe, even Blaney, do we see guys like that for go stage points, short pit and put themselves in a better spot to start the next stage? Yeah. Especially the second one. I think so. I mean, and that's why I think you almost have to not play the stage point game um, if you're Chase, if you're Byron, if you're Denny, because you're going to run into that situation if that scenario arises. Obviously, there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me that get paid a lot more than me that are going to make that decision come Sunday. But it just seems like that that is what I would anticipate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think especially in the second stage, we'll see that and see some of those guys go for the win. We'll probably see other drivers do that as well, but um, you're not going to short pit on the laps. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to pit with two laps to go on the stage because you'll lose a lap and you'll be in the back. Right. But I think strategy wise in, in terms of, the thinking that goes along with that and everything. I think we'll see that, especially if the tires aren't getting that worn. I think that's going to be a lot of, and we'll at least have a daytime race and hotter temperatures. So we'll see how that maybe affects it. But still, if the tires still aren't getting worn, October. I can see that. Yeah. It's still late October in, in Virginia. I wouldn't say hotter temperatures by any means, but yeah. Um, let me look up the weather forecast for Martinsville. Um, also, I'm uh, working on this right now, but I believe we, uh, I believe we will probably likely have uh, the. I hope you uh, fans enjoyed that ass kicking out there. Uh, T-shirts. I love it. I love it. Look out for that. Um, I'll send some tweets out. It'll be on our Facebook if we do. Can't wait to see it. I got to make sure I stay on top of it. Today in Martinsville, Virginia, it was 46 degrees. Exactly. That might actually just be now. Tomorrow, it's a high of 70. Um, we're looking at Sunday. Oh, nice. 63, 50% chance of rain. Beautiful. Monday, same thing, but 60%. Mm-hmm. Just what we needed. The Wednesday race again. Wonder, uh, wonder if Goodyear can uh, bring those rain tires this weekend. They, they've talked about it, so I, I wouldn't put it past them. I don't know if that'd be epic or not. I think it actually might bring some. It would be <laughs> par for the course for NASCAR. We'll just put it that way. Well, that's you're putting it. Don't in even, don't even try to defend it. Don't even try to defend it. It'd be par for the course for NASCAR. And it you would know. be harder to drive on. Everyone would be driving on the same surface. And the guy who loses is going to say, well, we shouldn't be driving here. And the guy who wins would say that, oh, well, this was a 
great equalizer of a surface. It's like the Bristol dirt race. That's probably unless you're that. unless you're Kyle Busch at 2007 driving the car of tomorrow and call him shit after he wins. <laughs> so takes a legend to uh, step in those shoes. Your your uh, your point may be flawed just a touch. I think most of my points are flawed just a touch. Oh no, not At most. The very core. As soon as they come out of my mouth, you could probably say, "Well." I wouldn't even say just a touch either. Most of them are like, yeah, that's not good. Right. Bubba Wallace should have been suspended seven races, not just one. I can get behind it if you want me to. I mean, <laughs> he did try to shove a guy for no reason. Well, the guy took him out. Ish. Not really. I think we're getting so sarcastic. People are going to take some of this seriously. I know. That's the problem. It's bad. All right. <laughs> that time of night to wrap it up. I'm barely on the last part of the second wind I got right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Damon, do you guys tournament next weekend? No, we're off next weekend and back at Hastings, Nebraska the following weekend. Do you schedule you schedule bowling games on championship Sunday and Daytona five hundred Sunday? Correct. All right. I will be calling the league office tomorrow to I'm gonna get you all ten spots in the rankings. Have at it. Um, because there isn't going to be much of a league office, nor is there going to be much of a conversation. So why is that? Because nobody will answer your calls. I well, all right, all right. I'll put together a fake email address. We'll get it done. All right. Well, you might get through on the emails. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you guys uh, for tuning in this week. Uh, we noticed that um, numbers have been going up, uh, especially on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, do the liking stuff if you'd really like to. That's uh, if you genuinely like it. I don't care if you, you have no it, choice. You gotta subscribe. You gotta subscribe. You have no choice. It's also uh, our pinned tweet on Twitter is the link to our store. Uh, click on that. You can see all our shirts, uh, and I'll have info uh, for you guys on the uh, Larson shirts, um, depending on uh, what happens with that. You'll see it whether it's up or not. Um, we're going to tune out World of Outlaws Late Model Race, about to start on Dirt Vision. Uh, hope it's a fun one. Go, uh, Kurt Schrader. Uh, <laughs> guys, in this one, good luck to them. And uh, appreciate you all tuning in and have a good rest of your week. We will see you in the middle of this week sometime.